video games were made to be played. Don't play yours? We know some people who will. We are Get Well Gamers, a charity who take your unwanted video games and consoles to give to children's hospitals and wards across the UK. Donating is super easy. Just head over to our website, getwellgamers.org.uk, to fill out our online donation form. You've played the hero, now be the hero. And welcome to Pure Dead Xbox, your Ulster Scottish slice of Microsoft curated gaming. I kind of led with that one, Couchy, but did you want to introduce the show? Uh, not this time. I think you were as well doing it. You do have a little bit more experience than myself, Punk. It's somewhat. Well, if you didn't know already, and you should, you freaks, I am Pure Deadbeat Punk, or Christopher Love, host of What the Fuck Do You Want? And with me, my right hand man, as long as he keeps his hands to himself. Pure Dead Couchy. Hello, everyone. Nice to be speaking with you all. And I'm glad to be here. Speaking to them. You're dictating to them. They can't retaliate in any way. I'll I'll keep that in mind. (laughs) The joys of podcasting. (laughs) So, Couchy, what are we doing here? Well, we decided that it was plenty of time that we had our own slice of Pure Dead Love and Pure Dead Xbox. So you've kind of twisted my arm into getting this up and running. And I'm looking forward to discussing all t- things Team Green and all things Xbox. Yes, brilliant. And sadly, you were about the only other Xbox fan I could find in the Pure Dead gaming camp. Yes, well, I'm happy to be here to back you up, Punk. I'm glad to have you behind me. <laughs> you might not by the end of us. <laughs> we'll see how we get on. Okay. <laughs> so yes, Pure Dead Craig, as you may have heard on the main show, Pure Dead Gaming, well... With Jessica and Andy, they're having a great time, and he came, cap in hand, begging me. Just, please, punk, please, will you donate a bit of your time and make pure dead Xbox? And I said, aye, I might as well. You did give me Day of the Diver, and I enjoyed that. (laughs) And you've a couple of codes as well under your belt. I have. uh, I've had a good year uh, in terms of kind of codes and for the site, and I've battered through more games than I probably have in the last two years combined. <laughs> and I have even more coming up. I'm a busy man. I've got one just now. Well, I hope you get no more. I read your fucking Forza one. That was disgraceful. Look, it was nothing against the game. Uh, nothing Excuse against me. the game. Even if it's shite, it's Xbox. You give that a nine. I'll, I'll keep that in mind going forward. Uh, Some of our reviewers don't even finish games before giving them a top score. Once it's patched, I'll go back and I'll make sure that it's updated. Are you trying to blackmail Microsoft? I, I like that. <laughs> I need to have very big pockets to black, uh, blackmail them, <laughs> I think. So, yes, as we've touched on, this will be Pure Dead Xbox, an Xbox-flavoured spin-off of the main show. And I thought we'd start off... Couchy, how did you get introduced to the Xbox world? So, I was a little bit late into the world of Xbox. Missed out on the original. Mm. And I was... I actually had a Nintendo Wii, which I decided I'd had enough of. I'd had enough of missing out on all the good games. And I took it and countless numbers of games in to be traded in. 
and got myself an Xbox 360 and I got a couple of controllers. I believe I got Guitar Hero 3, I think it was. And I also got a first-person shooter game called Conflict Denied Ops. <laughs> and to this day, I wasn't a first-person shooter fan. I have no idea why I decided to pick that game up. Can't remember if that was all the credit I had left from the trading, but it is one of the worst games that I've ever played. It didn't convert you over to gunplay? No. Not at all. It was absolutely terrible. Oh, was it one However, of those moments where you just seen the cover and thought, oh, fuck yeah, this looks awesome? I, I think it must have been. <laughs> uh, I think I, there was definitely more games, but I've now reached that age that I can't remember what those were. Mm-hmm. But I was lucky enough that the whole reason for wanting an Xbox was to be able to get buy games like Gears of War, like Forza, because there was nothing like that on the current platform that I had. And once I got into Forza and Gears, that was me, I was hooked. And from then on, I've had every Xbox possible, <laughs> uh, and it's kind of kept me in the in the make in the system with them. Uh, and they, those are the games that I kind of look forward to. So, yeah, as I said, if, as long as Forza and Gears are going about, I'll probably be Xbox till I die. <laughs> Did love that era too, the Wii sixty days. Oh God, man, it was oh, the drunker so you got bad. when you got too drunk for a three sixty pad, you just got the Wii out. It's bowling. Oh yeah. Yeah, but ah, oh, it was so grim. But yeah, so no, I've been about now for a good few years with Xbox. Was there through the Xbox One, went up to Xbox uh, One X, and that, to be honest, is one of my favourite ever consoles. Oh yeah, I just loved it so much. It was so it looked so much better. The games ran so much better, and I, that really cemented me. It was uh, one of the complaints about the Series X for anybody that had a One X. They said there wasn't much of an upgrade. There wasn't much of a jump. I think being a bit of a frame rate wanker, mm. uh, there was still, but in terms of look, like I've I've still got my series, uh, sorry, my One X for my little boy. <laughs> he uses it in his bedroom as a TV unit, as a slight games unit now that he's getting old enough, and it's still brilliant. So, yeah, no, uh, seriously underrated console. Uh, and yeah, I now mostly play on PC. I did have a Series X for a wee while. But just due to the fact that everything that Xbox offers on Game Pass is on both, mm-hmm. I now predominantly play on the PC, uh, and that's my kind of way of playing. But yeah, what about yourself, Punk? Give me a little bit more story about you and how you lost your Xbox virginity. Yeah, I, I've been fighting not to use the pop your green cherry, because <laughs> it just rolls off the tongue too easy. Mm, just a little bit. <laughs> I went original model Xbox because I saw Fable right. and just fucking had to play it. Yeah. Uh, loved Theme Hospital, loved Black and White, just a modern new fan through and through. You know, he'll make okay. his comeback someday. Uh, yes, I believe he was in the uh, news recently, actually, about making a comeback, so it's funny you should mention yes, that. he's gone back to coding. Oof. Yeah, <laughs> fuck Peter Molyneux. I'm sorry, the man lied too much. I heard of his charm. Yes. <laughs> Oh, no, definitely, and created some wonderful games. It's even now, yeah, I do. I recently picked up a VR helmet, and I would love to play black and white in VR. That's a, that's a very good shout. That would be a great excuse to play VR. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. But that's for another show. Yes. Picked up Fable, came with, I believe, Halo 1 and 2. I wasn't really interested in them, but then I got to play them. Mm-hmm. Fell in love. Fable as well. It's just all those titles. I picked it up off somebody else from school who didn't really like it. Yep. They sold it for like £50, got the console and a pile of games with it. He thought he was Oof. up 
and yeah, just got lost in it. Everything, the big Duke controller, <laughs> ripping your CDs and keeping them on the hard drive. Do you know the the Duke controller was one thing that I, I've only briefly, and this was inside the last six months, mm-hmm. actually ever used the Duke. It <laughs> is an unwieldy beast. It really is. But it it felt like a man's controller. Oh, oh, without a doubt. Uh, as I said, that, that was a real blast for the past. Something that I'd always been looking to actually try. <laughs> I did consider the when they were reissuing them for the Series X, uh, whether yeah, I could I buy one. Yeah, I was to pick one of those up too. <laughs> yeah, I think it's very much of that age now, Punk, that it's like the nostalgia factor and controls like that are definitely for us. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm, it, Fable, Fable was another game. I haven't played much of the original. Mm-hmm. I played a little bit, but I played two and three religiously uh, when they came out. And they were great as well, so I can totally back you up on that one. Yeah, definitely looking forward to the new one coming. I can't wait to yes. see what to do with it. Yes. But it was that age, I think that was the first generation of consoles that I owned all of them, the PlayStation, the Xbox, and the Nintendo, and I, I couldn't go back after yeah. that. Say, imagine picking one console and missing out on everything. Yeah. Because I remember Thanks. reading Edge, and you'd go through it, and there'd just be screenshots of like Xbox games. When they started getting things like Morrowind running on it, mm-hmm. I was like, fuck, I, I kind of need this console. Yeah. And then the infamous Dead or Alive volleyball. I think it was quite a risky issue of edge. Just just uh, just a bit. Uh, yeah. Imagine it was on the top top shelf, that one. <laughs> I think it was plastic wrapped, which was a sign <laughs> of quality. <laughs> yes, in a brown paper bag when you go out the door. But you had the likes of the volleyball game and shooters, beat-em-ups. So sex and violence, everything the teenage mind wanted. Everything that every man wants, to be honest. So yeah, no. Well, we yeah. pretend to not want it now, but we do. Yes, of course we do. We're simple men. And really. then, yeah, I've been in the stratosphere ever since. 360, day one. Like, uh friend of mine, Filthy, we played through all the gears, local co-op. Oh, I used to actually work in a pub back in the town I lived in and we would bring the 360 in there and get it hooked up to the big 80 screen uh, screen Fantastic. used for tea or football. It's just, yeah, drink the day away. Gears was just such a kind of... I remember even watching the adverts when it first came out and it was such a big jump in what my expectation of games could be. Yeah. Uh, do you know what I mean? The, the, the adverts were so cinematic and then actually playing the game is just and it's a game that I'll go back to every couple of years and replay because it is that good. It's always the little musical stings whenever you finish yeah. a chapter and get that gong. Yep. Or even the perfect reload. It's just ooh, yes. Yep. Kind of skipped out on the Xbox One until later. Got the One X. Yep. Loved it. Got it with rare replay. That's, oh, that could have just done me from there. Replay. There was so many games to that. Yeah. Uh, Black. Bring back Blast Cops. <laughs> You know, fucking I, hurry up was, oh god like it's a good point like i would like to see rare bring back more of the games that featured in that uh, for more kind yeah, of modern I stuff i do wonder if it's just a rights thing or something that stops a lot of them coming over because they seem to have brought most of their back catalog with them yeah possibly uh, but there was a couple of cracking games in that and <laughs> wonders it's all available on game pass now and yes one x is when i jumped onto game pass and like i am subscribed three years into the future as far as you possibly can oh oh i think I, i'm i missed out on signing up for multiple years but i do get the lovely 10 pound discount Ooh, through my internet 
Uh, so it's kind of, you know, uh, that, that keeps me going. It's still cheap enough and there's always something to pick from. I think if Game Pass was a thing when I was a teenager, I don't think I would have left the fucking house. No, no, totally agree. Because I'm kind of similar as you. I'm pretty sure I was signed up from the start. Mm-hmm. If, if it wasn't the start, it was within a couple of weeks. It's that sort of thing. Oh, yeah, I'll try it out. It sounds good. It sounds a bit too good to be true. So the arse is going to fall out of it after a month or two, I'm sure. And there's a, oh, no, this is just a gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, I, like I was I was terrible for years, to be honest. It was my guilty habit. <laughs> I would play bits of games. Yeah. I, I would play 10, 15 hours. I don't know if it's a touch of ADHD or whatever in me, but it was always very much in over 20 hours, I would struggle. <laughs> I would pick something else. Sure, so that's therefore, what games are for. It's not another job. If you're not enjoying yeah. it anymore, pack it in. Like, Who the fuck cares? Game Pass for someone like me is perfect. There's always something else that I can go and try. A wee buffy. Nibble your wee fucking virtual heart out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, for some reason I had a pile of quotes about Fable and all the lies. Oh, the Molyneux quotes. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, female playable characters didn't happen. Yep. An open world that could be explored by and path as in the Elder Scrolls, which didn't happen. <laughs> a quest system in which tasks could be stolen, taken before you do them by NPCs creating dynamic rivalries with other heroes. Fuck, none of this happened. Like, I love the game to bits. I'd sit down and replay it right now, but he really was a lying bastard. Yeah, I, I'm, I don't know why, and I may, I'm, maybe I'm talking rubbish, but I'm sure there was a quote at one point or another about planting an acorn and it growing into a tree during your game time. Well, they tried to bring that into the sequel. It was going to grow in real time and reflect your hero. Oh, Jesus, man. But it was nothing. It was literally a tree that kind of it got planted, and the next time you went back, it was fully grown. It's <laughs> just, yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, the map. He was obviously a, a flawed genius, but he was a lying bastard. Oh, like he was an ideas man. Uh, a revenge system. The sons of those you had killed would eventually grow and train to become lethal warriors. I mean, that's like the Middle Earth games, the Nemesis system. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if he had the talent to back some of these ideas up, fuck, he was ahead of the curve. I know. It, it, like, just obviously, you kind of mentioned some of the bits there about the old fables and we briefly mentioned the new fable mm-hmm. which is coming from one of my favorite developers in playground games i love the horizon games i think it's a ton of genius <laughs> having them do it would do you, do you think it'll be able to live up to the previous games do you think it'll better them or are you worried well i think it's one of those things it's definitely going to be different i compare it to the likes of fallout i love fallout it yeah. used to be made by interplay yep. recent episode of done my homework <laughs> but when Bethesda got them before Bethesda got their hands in it like all the fans there's a forum no more mutants mm-hmm. and they were this is going to be shit they're going to destroy the fucking series or oh, they don't know how to make Fallout games it's going to be awful mm-hmm. and then Fallout 3 came out it was fucking class yep. but it was very different and I think it's going to yeah. be one of those things I've never I've never actually went back to 1 and 2 uh, to kind of try them mm-hmm. I Again, they're on the list, I'm sure I will at one point. It's not really been the last couple of months of gaming is to pick out something from the back catalogue, but... It's just, I was chatting about it with Wasteland 3 and Baldur's Gate 3 and those kind of games in that style yep. being so dominant whenever they come out. It's like a classic Fallout could so easily be done. Yeah, oh, someone I did, one of my mutuals on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it. It's Twitter. It's Twitter. <laughs> Uh, someone had mentioned that and I can't remember what developer it was now that they'd said would be perfect to remake 
Fallout 1 and 2, that's going to annoy me. Come back to me, maybe that'll kind of... You just uh, scream out a random name in an hour's time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know exactly what I mean. Uh, no, but I think my big thing with Fable, as much as I enjoyed the last few games, mm-hmm. from the small bits of trailers that we've seen so far, I think they've nailed the tone already. Oh, definitely. And that's what's got me kind of really properly excited about it, as well as the graphical kind of techniques that playground have used in the horizon games to create beautiful open worlds and i think they have produced a few good games before so you you have that faith in them yep yep so not i'm I'm all aboard the fable hype train with you you know uh, punk couchy it's on fucking game pass it costs you nothing but your time just right imagine that imagine that exactly no definitely can't wait for it i would like to see us get a date for it sooner Mm. rather than later but We'll wait and see on that. Well, I think that's going to be a almost a catchphrase of ours when we talk about future releases because they just revealed so much and it's yes. just constantly out of reach. Yes. But it's nice to know there's things in the things. oven, even if we're just licking the door trying to get at them. I've never licked any doors in my life, punk. I have no idea what you're talking about. Have you never licked an oven door? Oh, I've, I've, I've licked a few doors, but never any oven ones. <sighs> Coward. <laughs> so... The first Xbox experience, this is something I hope to ask future guests if anybody ever agrees to come on to this sort of thing. Sounds good to me. How popular are you? Uh, I mean, it depends. Like, on a Friday night, I'm normally pretty popular, but during the week, I'm not. Oh, that's good. You can bring a microphone with you when you're out in the rib. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm sure I'll find someone to talk to. Yeah, are you, Xbox, talk. <laughs> so, Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, sure we'll, I'm sure we'll get some uh, people on to give us their thoughts and their introduction into Team Green. Well, once they get past the vetting process. Oh, yes, yes. of course. So, future guests will be asked that. Can I open this question up to the smelly public? And some of them got in touch. And I have to apologise to about half of the people that got in touch. Because when I first made the form, I didn't leave a space to leave your name. So, <laughs> whoops. This... <laughs> fucking podcasting thing i'm new to it yeah i don't ask for feedback i don't care what people think should have taken your chance to blame that on me punk there (laughs) that was an open goal and i completely missed it i know it's not like you i'm surprised but hey you're just gonna blame craig again (laughs) why not (laughs) so yes what was your first xbox experience somebody got in touch and said they treated themselves to a Series S and Game Pass on Christmas Eve 2022. My first ever Xbox console. Uh, <laughs> bit awkward without names. That could be <laughs> yes. fucking anybody. Yes. Game Pass machine, fuck yes. Uh, well, to be fair, like it's, it's a good way to get into the ecosystem. Because uh, like, I think I picked up a Series S mm-hmm. actually when there was still no Series Xs. And it was, again, just meant as like a secondary box. Yeah. And to be honest, there's no cheaper way to get into gaming. If, as long as you know what you're getting into. Well, lower we, resolutions, lower frame rates. I picked up the 360. I picked up the arcade unit because like, I saved for that thing. At that moment in time, it was all I could afford. Yep. So Been there. The student, me, looking at the Series S, thinking, fuck yeah, that I wouldn't care you know, if you had to take a slight downgrade. I mean, when I got the 360, I was still playing on one of those Alba TVs with a handle on the top. Wow. Yeah, I couldn't make out anything. Fable 2, when you were playing that, there are these icons for, like, recovery items or quest items. Never knew what the fuck they were. 
I knew down was potion, <laughs> but I didn't know how it oh. resembled a potion in any way. And then when I got the HD TV, plugged it mm. in, and all the icons at the bottom were very nicely detailed little icons of... It's amazing the difference it made. So, yeah. holy fuck, that's what that's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. Our next write-in without a name. Uh, who would you like to think this is from? I think it's from Joe. Joe? That's what I'm going with. Okay. Well, Joe writes in, A friend lent me his original X-Block with Chronicles of Riddick, and it blew me away Aww. with the graphics and capabilities for the time. That was my gateway into Xbox. To be fair, that's a fantastic gateway into Xbox. The Chronicles of Riddick game was fantastic. Movie tie-ins you just thought were shit. Like, those were the games that came free with your console. That yeah. game had no right being that good. No, uh, and it looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think recently I actually looked into trying to get an ever maybe not so as legal copy as normal on the PC because it's now no longer available. And I did struggle in that, but it was a stunning I game. can't believe we didn't go over the boundaries of emulation before this show started. I have no idea what you're talking about, Punk. Me neither. I just talk and words form. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, Chronicles of Riddick was fantastic. It's, that, that's something else that I'd like to see them bring back, even if it was just a remaster. Well, they might have done a remaster of it before, but I fuck it, do it again. Do wonder, like games that come back, Fallout Three was brought back to four K for some reason. Like Bethesda didn't even work on it; it was just on the One X. Yeah, that's a good point. I would, I would love to see them open up the backward <laughs> do compatibility. That, but with yeah. every single game ever. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, I'm not asking for much, you know. <laughs> <laughs> not much work goes into it. Just stick the disc no. in, copy and paste. Oh. Uh, who's our next one? So, Punk, would you like to decide on the name of the next listener? Simon. Simon. Uh, I had an OG Xbox back in the day with a Duke controller, Halo 2 over Xbox Live with a transcendent experience. It really did change the gaming landscape. So I'd made a point here that I'd asked earlier on. Did you think the Duke was actually good? Would you go back and use one again now? Yeah, I was. As a main controller? I I do like big controllers. The Wii U, I adored people complaining about handling that. Really? I was like, I sculpted. I've got big bog hands. I'm from the depths of Fermanagh. (laughs) Fair enough. I can understand why that would work then. (laughs) So it's nice to have something in your hand you don't think you're going to break. Say. The Super Nintendo, when you were really into Street Fighter 2, I was afraid it was going to snap at stages, and that was back when I was a child. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I still have that issue, even try to play it now. <laughs> <laughs> the Xbox Live, sadly, I didn't have a lot of experience in. Really? With the, uh, the OG? Yeah, the internet was shite over here. It wasn't ah. until a bit later. It was more than 360 days before we had the proper broadband. I would have been... I think I was, this, in fact... When I got my 360, mm. I still didn't have internet in my room uh, and couldn't get the Xbox connected. <laughs> you couldn't be trusted. Well, pretty much, uh, you know, idle hands. Uh, <laughs> but I, I actually ended up taking it to a friend who had good internet mm-hmm. to plug it in to get updates for all the games <laughs> because we had reached that stage. And I think there was a demo or something that I wanted to download. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it's amazing. We take it for granted now the way that everyone well, looks up to Wi-Fi. I remember Fantasy Star Online came out for the Xbox as well. I had it on the GameCube and I poured fucking hours into it. And then I got the Xbox version and got to play it online, I think, twice, maybe three times. And it was the Mm -hmm. best experience. 
I wish we could go back and experience those days once again, Punk. I think we can. The days of, well, yeah, possibly. We'll take it into that pub I used to work in. Just take a screen for the day. Yes, sounds good I to me. I think I still know the owners. <laughs> hey, brilliant. That sounds like great, man. Well, who is our next correspondent? Uh, it's Ant and Dick. Both of them? Yes, Ant and Dick, a joint, a joint entry. Hmm. Ant and Deck both got their first 20 gigabyte Xbox 360 the day after they both had their birthday in 2009. Call of Duty World at War and Fable 2 were my first games for it. I was absolutely hooked. Loved Xbox ever since then. There's that name, Fable, Fable coming up again. Uh, I've never been a big COD fan. I've always been very much a jump in, play the stories and then leave them. Yeah, I'd be the same. Waters, Especially uh, the 360 days. You used to pick up games for 50p out of the oh, CDX. Yeah. Uh, World of War is one that I've never really actually played, though, I don't think. Is that right? I don't think so. I might be wrong, but... <laughs> I would say go back and look at it and check, but it's hard to tell the difference. But do you know what I could do, Punk? I'll just wait until it's on Game Pass. When it comes to Game Pass as part of your subscription. Do you know, that'll be an interesting time to revisit it right then, I think. I love that the servers have come back live too and everybody's just jumping in for a dose of nostalgia. I thought it was amazing actually to see the numbers. Uh, that really, like, I know COD's big, mm-hmm. you know, and every single year everyone says, I'm not buying it, I'm not buying it. <laughs> and then it's the best selling game of the year. Well, somebody fucking bought it. Exactly. And I think, too, when it comes out every year, uh-huh. somebody has like their COD. Every group of friends probably have their version that they like the most. Yep. So, no, I, fair play. I can imagine, you know what I mean, hooking up with friends or being online, playing COD. I know it was a whole thing, something that I missed out on, but fair play to you, and I'm yeah. glad that you enjoyed yourself. It was yourself the mix of offline and online co-op. It was fucking brilliant. Yeah. But did, but, would World at War, was that a zombies game? Or was that before Zombies? I'm not 100%. World of War, I, I think it's one of those ones that appeared on like the other consoles. Yeah, I'm going, I feel that like that could have been one of the first ones uh, to have Zombies. I think I had World of War on the Wii, if I'm not confusing it with another one. Oh. Again, it was one of those 50p pickups and it's like, fuck it, why not? So yeah, I was just having a wee quick check there. And oh, there you go, Couchy does actually have some knowledge. World at War was the first time that zombies feature. <laughs> All right, you yeah. get a badge for knowledge. Well done, Couch. I know, have I know. We'll see, <laughs> we'll see how many I can get by the time that we finish up. Uh, bro, wow, we actually have one from... Uh, yeah, we, we're now. starting to get names. <laughs> so Stig from Modern Escapism. My first Xbox was the OG one, mm-hmm. which I sold my GameCube to buy. See, there was lots of us that were selling consoles to get other consoles. What can I say? I was a dumb teenager who wanted to play awesome shooter Halo and not baby Nintendo games. This is sounding ever so strangely familiar to myself. Yeah, I think this is going to ring true to a few people. (laughs) I remember buying the console second-hand, unboxed from a local independent shop, putting in my bag, riding home in my motorbike. Things could have went very wrong if I'd come off the thing. Weirdly, I don't remember playing many of the exclusives outside Halo. Shame on you, Stig. Shame on you. You can't. The majority... Uh, yeah, well, yes, well said. The majority <laughs> of the games I bought were also on PS2. Mm-hmm. But I bought the Xbox as the console was more powerful. Yes, we like that word. Power. More power. Uh, more girth. Well, oh, indeed. <laughs> uh, had four controller ports and built in online. Looking back at the exclusives, though, there was clearly a massive error on my part. There were some bangers. Well, fair play. At least you've been able to admit that. Either. He's lived. He's learned. I, I, like, I know we don't really need it now because we've got wireless controllers. 
but do you know I loved when consoles started coming out with four ports? That was such a a, a brilliant feature for me. The N sixty four Xbox then, uh, as well oh. came with little disconnectors near the console. So if anybody stood on a cable, it came out. Oh, I like that. Yeah, See, that's clever engineering. We talked about it. I had an episode about controllers on the other show, and we mentioned because if you imagine the Xbox getting dragged off a shelf, mm-hmm. like that'd go through your floor if you're upstairs in your bedroom. Yes. So you oh, think God. somebody died up there? No, that's, I, I never knew that. As I said, it's Yeah, well, it's give a me a knowledge biscuit. I, Come on. Yes. Well, it's one each in the knowledge biscuits. This is totally going to become a thing now. <laughs> uh, Stig continues, the Xbox pretty much became my Halo machine, as with many others, especially when Halo 2 came out. Play online for hours. Having, I remember having awesome LAN parties with friends. My parents were away. Push the sofas right back, set up my Xbox in one corner, my friends in the other, and play 4 versus 4 all night. Boozing, Halo, pizza, what a combo. Outside of that, I remember pulling some all-nighters on Desert Storm games with three other friends, and for some weird reason, I bought Counter-Strike on it. Terrible idea, porting that game to console. <laughs> I forgot that was a thing. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't until I'd read that there that I, I had memories. i seen videos of people playing it on Xbox Live. Remember yeah, picking first up X- Valve games for console and just loading screens? Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Some some of the ports weren't particularly great, <laughs> but the game was there. I suppose mm-hmm. trying to look at it as a positive. If you've no other way to play it, great. It's kind of like the Switch now. Yeah, and Stig finishes. So yeah, my first Xbox experience was mainly all about Halo. Good play. I, th- I think uh, a lot of people are going to resonate with that. Uh, Halo, as I said, even not being a first-person shooter player mm. at the time, and I knew how huge it was. Was always if you ever seen any demo units in the shop or anything, it was always yes. Halo that was going. Yes, and uh, I remember, like again, although I was not playing it, it was actually was it YouTube that it launched on? Was it the Red versus Blue shorts? Yeah, that was kind of one of my introductions to Halo, and I was like, oh, what's this? Yeah, because it was huge. Okay. Yeah, Newgrounds or something like that. Mm. But it, it was massive. So, yes, thanks for writing in, Stig, and better plug modern escapism. They're all right for a pack of bastards. <laughs> oh, I like it. My turn, and it's a nice short one. Oh, oh great. The Real Dave Jackson writes in, got an original Xbox near when it released, and I most remember playing Halo and Morrowind. So much Morrowind. Again, it's another game that Xbox became kind of famous for. Do you know what I mean, Morrowind? And mm-hmm. how how do you feel about the rumours of the supposed remake that's in the works? I I went back and played Morrowind when it was added to Game Pass, and I was like, "Ooh, mm-hmm. I do not remember it looking like this." So even I, I the think... ship you start on that was epic the first time I played it, and then it's this pokey little cardboard box <laughs> bobbing <laughs> on water. Ooh. It's kind of funny because it's another one of those ones with kind of so many games, like even rumours of possibly Fallout remakes or remasters. We keep on hearing about them, but there doesn't seem to be anything solid about it. Uh, but I'm sure that... You do wonder if they just kind of throw it out there see if people are biting. They say if people went yeah. mad for the rumour, then yeah, fund it. What's the engagement like on that? Yeah. Is it worth a while? No, and, and do you know what? I can understand why they do that because now with everything that Microsoft and Xbox now have access to, they have an unlimited uh, number of franchises and previous titles that they can go and revisit. So they, they can't remake everything. Yeah, kind of have to gauge who's hot for what. Yeah. Because that's going to change over time anyway. 
I posted up that Microsoft cart game as a joke on the Twitter page, and the more I think about it, the more I want it. I've been saying that for ages, mm. and and I'll, I'll I'll take it a step further, punk, because you know I'm not a man that asks for everything. I just want every old game remastered in 4K at 60 FPS. You're a man that pushes his luck. I know this. A uh, I would ask that they bring back bizarre. Was it Bizarre, Bizarre Creations that done Project Gotham Racing? Mm. I may have messed that up. Whoever it was that done Project Gotham Racing, who were then swallowed up by Activision, bring them back and get them to make an Xbox kart racer. I was going to say give Rare a kick up the arse. They did Diddy Kong Racing once upon a time, but yeah, I like your suggestion better. <laughs> Rare's not rare anymore. No, but they are still incredibly talented. I mean, again, I'm going to sound like such a kind of funny gamer when I go Sea of Thieves wasn't for me it was online multiplayer and I just couldn't get in there I know there's now more that you can do on your own yeah but look at how popular it's been and how well it's done was even over lockdown when you couldn't meet up with people you could pour a pint of rum and just get sick into a bucket and throw it over the top of somebody's head just like you were out socialising in real life just like I was outside my street hitting someone as they walked past me when I went out for a smoke uh, no but no I, I, I like that as well I, I think do you know what? You can't beat a kind of... And there's been a lot of kart racers recently. Uh, a lot of them pop up. The kind of kiddie ones or yeah, slightly younger play. audience. The Disney one. Mm. Uh, Speedstorm. My, my little boy was playing that. And I've got to be honest, it looked really good. Oh, there's uh, something about a kart racer. Mario Kart's an all-timer. Always going to be popular. Mm. So no, I totally agree, Punk. I'd love to see that. Oh, great. I've got another big long one. I wonder how this is working out. <laughs> Uh, so I've got Sanborn Solo. Was every fiver in my being to not go over <laughs> after you talked about your big long one. Uh, I've got Sa- Tigger's tail, but it's pink. Wow, wow. Uh, and anyway, uh, I've got Sanborn Solo, uh, who I was lucky enough to meet on the main Discord for Pure Dead Gaming today. Yeah, hopefully he hasn't uh, left by the time we publish this. Yeah, no, he's, he's taken, been a very good spirit, so uh, fair play. Uh, I was lucky enough to get one of the original beasts at once, and after getting a few mates to help me carry it home, it cemented itself in my gaming setup for many years. I had a PS2 since launch as well, and in comparison, the Xbox just felt like a more futuristic console, possibly because it was a big PC gamer at the time, but the HDD Ethernet port, better user interface, support for higher resolutions, Xbox Live, I mean, what a revolution that was, just felt massive and it was all before you get into the games the ones that stick in my mind are some of the obvious ones halo halo 2 fable pgr oh i like i like this he's he's talking my language oh he's a top lad splinter cell uh splinter cell and the dreamcast crossovers like pso jet set radio then the thing i remember most is online play i think that's a fair point because it like it really did xbox live really did help push xbox into the kind of forefront of people's think thoughts when they were thinking about gaming oh, big it was time. such a huge advance i said never got to sample it during this stage bastards yeah oh. uh, the ease with which you could play games over xbox live really kicked online gaming communities into another gear for me with tournaments being arranged online gaming nights being planned all at the press of a few buttons not to mention it was actually decent enough to play with randoms back then even in the PC at this point, you're constantly fanning about trying to get servers sorted, so it took some effort to get groups together. Game easier to game online on a console. What the absolute fuck. Uh, and that's fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know what I mean? It's It really was. It was about that ease of use uh, for Xbox Live uh, way before my PC days. <laughs> but I can... Like, I've seen the, 
sweaty, smelly LAN parties of, you know, lots and lots of gamers with greasy Dorito fingers. Yeah. All gathered in the one place. I can't imagine that was a great experience at times. Photographs of it, you can almost taste them. Yeah, well, yes, especially when I was eating them. Uh, Bone Solo finishes off with Beyond Beyond Its Life as my main console, following the release of the 360 NOG. Stayed with me for ages, being chipped and repurposed as a retro gaming system. Still got two in the attic. Well, get them out of the attic. That is no place to keep such a wonderful beast. I never fucking sleep if two of those were above my head. <laughs> in case they came through the ceiling. <laughs> uh, I could go on for ages. I'll stop there. Needless to say, that I think the impact of the OG Xbox was huge. Further enforced of the glory that was the Xbox 360. I think the shit show that was the Xbox One, the impact of these two consoles gets lost these days. It'll always be massive for me, not just physically. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, I still think personally in that last wee point, I think the Xbox One was tarnished by that initial release. I don't think it was oh, as bad as everyone makes out, but like the maybe The generation that's... was fine. It had some great games for it. Again, speaking of the Wii U, that similar thing. If you fuck your lunch, you're done. Yeah, and and that to me, it was. I remember watching that at the time. And I bought into it purely because I'd started buying games digitally. Yeah. And I knew that it would carry over with me. And that was why I stuck with it. I, I was later into the one generation just because it was a stunted start. But yeah, once the One X came out, I was back on board. Oh, that's a good one. Good points there. Yes. Thanks for writing in, Sanbon Solo. <laughs> Sanbon? Sanbone Solo. <laughs> I think I'd done that the first time I read the <laughs> name as well. So. Emphasis on the bone. Yes. Next one is nice and short, funnily enough. It's almost like this was pre-planned. <laughs> Sir Pure Dead Craig. Playing Splinter Cell at a friend's house. I was totally blown away with the stealth. Been a huge fan of the series ever since. Bring back Sam Fisher. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I am terrible at stealth, but even I would like to see Splinter Cell come back. Think after a while uh, the patience just goes with stealth games? Yes, yes. Well, it's either that get, or you learn the AI well enough that you can just wander around them. Well, yeah. yeah. I, I've, I've became accustomed to the Assassin's Creed games, but to be honest, <laughs> going back to some of the Splinter Cell games, I've never been able to do particularly well at them, and the frustration has got the better of me. But if it was more modern, I would be more than happy to give it a go. i never say no to anything punk. I'd give it a go if it was on Game Pass. Well, yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, who are we going next? Mr. Llama Fluff. Started with 360 Arcade. I know, but it was the only model I could find at the time. No, that's fair enough. It's all right, brother. I was the same. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to do what you've got to do. Picked up Dead Rising. Brilliant game. Fucking love that. Virtua Tennis 3. Bring back Virtua Tennis. Uh, I don't remember moving for the ensuing 48 hours. It was incredible. I instinctively knew that this was the gateway to something special, and so it proved. Some of my all-time favourite games were on this machine, including the mighty PGR4. C. I knew exactly what I was talking about when I brought up Project Gotham Racing. Uh, as soon as I graduated to 360 Elite, which I thought was the cat's PJs, it looked great in black. Funnily enough, I got an Elite after I was lucky enough to only ever get one Red Ring of Death, and I moved from a kind of standard model to the Elite, and that Elite lasted nearly 10 years before finally just stopping turning on. The Elite was so well made. And it was such a massive upgrade over the kind of normal system. Yeah, because I even bought amazing. the hard disk drive to plug in. Yeah. But it was never the same. The Elite was a different beast. The fucking the, Wi-Fi oh. dongle and everything. Yeah, it was like, I remember 
after the first red ring of death and I turned on the tears for my dad and when he took me to Curry's he went what's that one and the guy sold it to him just the way I hoped he would and he went okay this one won't go to red ring of death we'll take this home <laughs> and I loved it uh, in retrospect this machine was so ahead of its time it took Sony ages to achieve parity with its online service despite the incessant use of the 360 Scott Mr. Lama Fluff was lucky never to encounter the infamous R-R-O-D. Punk, did you ever get any Red Ring of Death? I got one once, and it was the power supply. Oh. So I replaced that, and it worked fine. Fair enough. That's a relatively easy fix. I got lucky there. Yeah, I remember trying the whole, you know, uh, all the towels over the top of the machine that everyone was talking about. No, I wasn't that in tune in internet culture at the time to know about that one, but yeah, I would have given that a go if it was an option. No, a friend had a 360 and I tried their power supply and it worked fine, but it read rings when I used the other one, so I just got that replaced. That's that's an easy fix considering what most people were facing at that time. Yeah, our local game, it was electronics boutique and then it was game, then it closed. Yeah. So that's where I got it from and there's nothing nearby where I lived, so... Yeah, I wasn't going to send it off in the post. Uh, Mr. Lama Fluff then says, Today I'm proud owner of a Series S and X. Greedy man. Both fine machines, but for me, nothing will ever match the I hope he just has one upstairs and one downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> to be, like, do you know what? Like, see if you want a console in two different rooms. Mm-hmm. I can see the reason why you would buy an S and an X. Because you would be subscribed to Game Pass and it would mean that if you've got kids that play in one room and you play the X in the living room, I can actually see why. I know someone will have something to say about that. Oh no, but yeah, I can, even with your cloud saves and everything. It's so well, yeah, that, that's something that I love just now. See, being able to jump from PC onto console and then onto the cloud on my mobile and have access to the same yeah. game. It, you shouldn't overlook that as a feature. Do you know what I mean? If they could get that working well with the play anywhere or play everywhere, where it also works on PC. Yes. Yeah. Because I know mm-hmm. friend of the show, Rob Shack, hopefully, if he's listening, he had a bit of issues with it. He used it for Starfields, played it on console and PC, but sadly ran into a few bugs. I think his new Atlantis disappeared. Oh. But uh, it resolved itself on a new game plus, thankfully, so he persevered through that one. It's a lucky escape. Not a no, solution I would have offered. No, no. <laughs> uh, I've, I've used Start again. I've used it a few times on. I don't think I ever tried it with Starfield actually, but mm. certainly with things like Forza Horizon, that's something that oh, I've yeah. jumped between multiple machines. It works incredibly well on that. I've never had any issues with it. Did we finish that letter, or did I talk uh, over the top of you? No, no. Uh, but for me, nothing will ever match the Magic Three Hundred and Sixty machine, which ushered in a golden era of HD gaming. Eternal special memories. Very good points, Mr. Lama Fluff. Yes, and thank you for writing in. Really enjoyed that. A connoisseur yes. of podcasts, that man. Mm. I have found many a fine show thanks to his recommendations. Oh, I shall look out for that in the future. Better recommend this fucking one. <laughs> <laughs> and next up, we have Tigerland, or he has named himself Tiggles for this one. That's adorable. <laughs> Original Xbox, I think, launch Christmas. Halo, CE, Colin McRae, and Splinter Cell. I had been an N64 kitty for the previous generation, so the Xbox blew my tiny head. Mind. Apologies. Big fan of the Duke for shooters, but I used a PS2 converter cable from eBay for other games until I got the S controller. 
That was the first gen where I had all three consoles, the PS2, the GameCube, and Xbox. Being a tech dork, I even remember each CPU clock speed to this day. I am so fucking glad he did not write down the clock speeds. <laughs> I mean, that's impressive commitment to the gaming uh, cause. I, I do, I do appreciate that. <laughs> uh, I, I had no no idea you got such a thing to be able to convert a PlayStation Two. Yeah, uh, quite popular. Wow. It was even similar to the likes of the multi tabs. You could plug it in right, to get okay. more controllers in. Ah, you learn something new every day. Knowledge biscuits. Yes, one in each yes, pocket. I think, yeah. <laughs> Next up, we have Dave Deadly. I had the Xbox pre-order back in 2001, went to my local mall for the midnight release. An employee came up to me and said, you're number 14 line, you win a free Halo. I had fun that night. Fair play, I mean, going to get a new console and getting a free free game. Lucky bastards. Uh, unless they say it doesn't, it's not going to get very much better than that. What a way to start off a new console, though. Ah, I mean, that's outstanding. And that would tie into going, I think I like that Xbox thing. Imagine bringing that back. It's the Halo music always got me, if you're on your own. (laughs) Music in games is so underrated and it can trigger so many emotions for me. I remember laughing at people that listen to game soundtracks outside of games. So why the fuck would (sighs) I do that? Oh no, I've got a soft spot for it. It was Bastion when it came out. Right, okay. The fucking soundtrack to that, that had to download it. Yeah, nah, I, I've got time for that. You'd fucking better, you've no option. <laughs> Who so are we yes, going next? Dave Deadly, thanks for writing in. Next up, we have Gadget, also from Modern Escapism, and the lovely person that did the theme tune to this very show. Yes, thank you so much, Gadget. Gentleman. Handsome fucker, too. Oh. Mm, I'd poke him. <laughs> I had the first Xbox. It was crystal white. I pretty much wore out the disc drive playing Halo 2 online. Fuck. Those were good times. Brilliant. Do you know what? The crystal white, am I right in saying that that would be the kind of semi-translucent? Yeah. Bring that back. (laughs) I miss transparent tech. Again, maybe we're showing our age here, but yeah. Translucent? Transparent? Uh, I'm not sure. Translucent. I, I think it's translucent. I think. But bring it back, man. Like, I'm all about that. I would buy a console right now if there was... See if there was a Game Boy Color all-timer. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, I saw some skins for... I think it was the Steam Deck. Yeah. And it looks phenomenal. So, no. All the consoles in Translucent. Bring them right back now, please. Some amazing technology where they do those wraps for the Series X, but they actually make them like X-Ray. Yeah. It's impressive. Big brains at Microsoft. Ah, yes. <laughs> Would you like to get the next one? Oh, yes. A good, good friend of my own, uh, Mr. Fluffers, a gentleman among men. Not a fucking mine, after all his cancelling Game Pass business. Look, me and Fluffers go way back, okay? Fluffers is the man among men. Well, you can go back further. <laughs> uh, got an OG Xbox purely because Champman was coming to the console so played the arse off that. Chronicles of Riddick was also a belter to Kiss, kiss, kiss. Thank you very much, Fluffers. Yes. Uh, I've never been a champ man guy, certainly on console. I've dabbled in PC, mm-hmm. uh, but I think that's a that's a certain type of animal that is that dedicated to champ manager that they want to play it on console. So fair play to you, Fluffers. Uh, but yeah, Chronicles of Riddick coming up again. Think by, what the fuck's champ man? <laughs> Some Japanese beat him up. <laughs> Championship manager, or is it? 
is that the same as football managers? That now yeah, I think I'm really not sure. Rebranded. So yeah, uh, I know that, and funnily enough, football manager has been available on Game Pass the last couple it of years. It is not. That's amazing. <laughs> what value? <laughs> what value? <laughs> and I think you have the joys of the, the last day. Yes, our Jason from the Wolfie Pod, good friends of ours. I always wanted an Xbox as soon as they were announced, way back in the 2000s. I loved the look of it, and that green just called out to me. <laughs> Not even Irish this man. But then I never bought one. I think I was too occupied with my PS2 and GameCube. Sad to say that I never experienced an Xbox of my own until the Series S. The appeal of Game Pass and the price point was something I couldn't ignore, and I was really happy with my purchase. That's a gateway for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, big style. And I think especially with the Series S, because of the availability issues Mm. of the Series X and the PlayStation 5, there was a time where that if you wanted a new, modern, current-gen console, that was all you could buy. So a lot of people just jumped on it. Yeah. It's underselling it when you're saying it's better than nothing, but I yeah, don't mean I it like that. No, I don't. Uh, but it, it, it got you that access to Game Pass. It got you that access to next generation games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was why it was it became so popular. As I said, that was part of the reason why I jumped on it. So Definitely worked for a couple of people. Mm-hmm. I finally found out what people had been saying all this time about the Xbox ecosystem and amazing back catalogue. I wish I had took the plunge much earlier, so much so that I went out and bought an Xbox 360 and a Kinect. Now all I have to do is catch up from the last 20 years. Yeah, we haven't mentioned the Kinect yet. No, and and I did. I I had both. I had version 1 and version 2, funnily enough. And it's actually... People have got so many things to say about it, but the original sold really well. It was the craze at the time. It was the answer to what the Wii was doing. Yeah. Uh, and well, we'll bring it while, back to Molyneux. Wasn't he creating some creepy child simulator? Oh, Milo? that's the one. <laughs> uh, and another absolute bullshit lie. But it's just, Every time oh, it came man. up, it would come up in magazines and say, oh, Petey, this isn't going to happen, boy. Yeah. But, I don't think it was ever formally cancelled. It just kind of went away and it's like, no. No, not working. I think it was it was never formally cancelled because it never actually fucking existed. <laughs> but uh, no, they, they, they did do some good things. And certainly I was a huge fan. I see the voice commands were coming. Oh, yeah. Uh, even I remember... There was the was... dancing game. It had the Han Solo song in it. it oh, forever does Star- the rounds. Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> the Star-, Star Wars Connect. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sure it was it was something actually practical that I used it for. I think it was like throwing grenades in Mass Effect Two or something, or maybe it was oh, Mass Effect Three. Could be something there was a voice that you use for like it. back pedals for now in games. Yeah, yeah. and I, I really really liked it. And there was another Forza game, oh, Forza Five, where it had not eye tracking but head tracking. So if you were using the cockpit view, you could <laughs> look into the corners as you turned. That's the same thing that VR's doing now with eye tracking. Pretty much. I was going to say that was the Super Nintendo days when you were trying to go around corners and you turned your whole body. I I loved it. It helped. The issue was that outside those wee small things, it never really came to anything. Yeah, I mean, Fruit Ninja, the likes of that, it was all over it. I'm trying to think if I can pick out what was my favourite Kinect game. It was (laughs) something that me and my friend played, but... 
Yeah, it was unfortunate because I do think it could have had legs if they'd actually taken on. But version two, literally, I don't think I ever used it for the camera. It was literally for voice commands. Yeah. So, God rest its soul, correct? It was nice when it was optional too, when it was yes. forced onto the user. That was kind of a different story. That was a misstep. And yes. Uh, the first one, you had to be stupid enough to go and buy it. The second one, you had to be stupid enough to buy it oh, with was the that, console. The, the fucking breaking out ways and connects oh. in the middle of house parties. It wasn't the strangest thing. Games. Yep. Yeah. I, I can see why they went for it, but yes, who knows? Maybe we'll get some more crazy peripherals coming up soon. It's been a while. We seem to have got away from a lot of that, I think. Certainly in terms of Xbox. We've not really had additional things that we've had to buy for a while, so we must be due one soon. Guitar Hero's coming back. Funnily enough, I heard you discuss that on the Grumpy Gamers podcast, <laughs> and... I Did was you a want huge... a design lab guitar for yourself? Oh my god, as soon as you mentioned that, <laughs> I was like, that is a license to print money, and oh my god, I'll have to. <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I thought that was a great shout, actually, so... I'm fingers, in the imagination business, I ask people what the fuck they want, it's, you know... <laughs> I love it, punk, absolutely love it. <laughs> so yeah, that was the feedback, I'll probably keep the forum open, if you've heard this and you want to throw in how you first experienced it. We could have missed something. Impossible, I know, but it's been known to happen. Yes. <laughs> and thanks everybody for writing in for the pilot episode. It would have been an awkward 15 minutes without you. <laughs> Certainly would have. No, it's kind of, I think it's good because sometimes you have your own memories and forget certain things because there's only one thing that sticks we out. did drink a lot. Well, yes, I still <laughs> do. <laughs> so, no, I really appreciate everything that everyone sent in there. And it certainly made me think about a couple of games for the past. At this point in the show, I'm not too hot in the news. I don't really care about going over it. I mean, Microsoft Activision, deal done. Thank God it's done. How many collective fucking hours of audio is on that subject? Too many. So I don't don't think anyone needs their beautiful voices to add to that, if I'm being honest. I'll just continue to bully people on Twitter about it. Fantastic. Sounds good to me. But I was going to take a look back... Normally, when we do an episode, it'll be each month we'll look at upcoming Game Pass titles, Mm -hmm. the removals, any that we've played ourselves, kind of go over them. For the pilot, kind of been a good year for Game Pass. I think it's been outstanding. I've seen a couple of people that sometimes try and get down on it, but even though I've had other review codes Mm -hmm. and things to do, there's always been something. I've always had a current game, at least one, coming from Game Pass, to be fair. Again, the only reason I would stop playing some of these titles is just time. Yeah, You totally. can't play it all. Totally agree. Uh, there's been a couple. In fact, we're probably going to just discuss one of them if we're talking about highlights. Yeah, we've got a few written down in front of us, so we kind of know what's coming. Yes. Uh, highlights for me, I wanted to mention two that kicked off the year for me. I think you've played yes. them as well. Hi-Fi Rush came out of yes. fucking nowhere. And was the beat em up I've waited for for years? Uh, I started it at the time of release, mm-hmm. and then I believe I get caught up in playing the Dead Space uh, remake. Oh, of course, yeah. which, funnily enough, which is is just about to come to Game Pass. Time for Halloween. <laughs> uh, so I it, it got left in the dust, and it wasn't because I didn't like it. It was just purely because I was playing something else mm-hmm. that led into something else. And just last month, in between game reviews, I went back and finished it up. And oh my god, I can't believe it took me so long to finish. Hi-Fi Rush is a fantastic game. I started that and I rolled my eyes at cutscenes because I've no time for that Marvel-esque fucking bullshit quippy nonsense. 
So it was like, I love the gameplay, the mm-hmm. uh, the cutscenes, and it's not that they're bad or anything. Beautifully animated. They actually come in several styles that are gelled up really nicely. Yep. Yeah. I'm just yeah. one of those negative Nancys that hate things. I but didn't mind that. As I got through the game, I'm thinking not even halfway point before that, I just fucking loved everybody and cinnamon the robot outstanding door he should be the fucking xbox mascot uh, yeah like i'm not a cat person so i know everyone was talking about the cat but for me it was cinnamon <laughs> uh, but no a wonderful game as you said like such a fantastic art style and not only that incredibly polished oh like, solid I've, i bought it again for the steam deck fantastic there as well it's an absolute and can i it's now one of the first games that I throw on. Um, as people know, I recently got a new TV that for reasons that weren't my own. Uh, anyone that knows myself, but see to test out HDR. Yeah. It's a fantastic game. Oh, it is. Uh, because it's the like colours are so... Cartoon. Yeah. It's that type of game as well. See if someone's ever looking over your shoulder and going, what's that you're playing? Which occasionally my partner or my wee boy or even if I've got friends around, they'll go, what's that? <laughs> Everyone wants to know what that game is because it's so different than everything else. And even when we were talking earlier about game music, the original stuff oh. composed for this as well as the commercial stuff, just fucking brilliant. Yeah. And I think kind of my final point, I was really actually surprised considering it was a shadow drop, considering that, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't something that we knew about. See, by the end of it, the scale of it is actually pretty huge. I, one of the best stories in a game this year. I, yeah. I genuinely, I cared by the end ridiculously uh, uh, sweet yes no outstanding speaking of uh, ridiculously sweet atomic heart yes another game that we both played and i actually did the review for pure dead game yeah i was geared up to do the review for this <laughs> one and i was like uh couch he's doing it Fuck I, think yeah. it, I, I think it was like my second review and i'd said to craig is anyone on that and he said no and then at one point he went hey punks going to review that if you're not doing it because i think it was a wee bit slow getting to it and i was like no 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 i'm going to get back to it and it did take me a couple of hours to get into but again it's such an intriguing kind of different story it wasn't your average kind of first person shooter it was brilliant at times absolutely batshit crazy but i really did enjoy it the downsides people were quite harsh on it because of real world situations which you know Yes, there was, there was... I can understand why people would feel that way, but if you were judging it for the game itself, then it wouldn't come into the equation. There was a couple of reasons, I think, why it kind of get... It probably didn't get the exposure that it deserved in full. Yeah, which is uh, a shame, because this thing was teased so many times in so many showcases, and it always looked excellent. I know. Uh, it's, see the... I don't know, like, it's been a while now, but the opening scene uh, through the canal... Yeah is absolutely like stunning and it's such a great introduction to the game world because it gives you that kind of overview of what's going on in the background and the robots flying and the side of the canal and just at that point there i was like this is really something special it did get compared to bioshock a lot i can see why just for that style I i think a lot of people didn't gel right off the bat because when you start off all your guns are awful your it took a little bit of time weapons aren't great either and it's just it is one of those role-playing games where you have to level things up gather parts big style uh, big style and i think there was a few complaints about the protagonist talking uh, while she was doing things people weren't happy or the chat that he gave out 
And I, I didn't mind yeah. it at all. He's so angry and sweary. And this, what the fuck's wrong with that, you prick? Exactly. I, I wonder why we like that punk, you know. But <laughs> no, I think anyone that's ever been on the fence is still on Game Pass, I believe. I'm like, go and play it. It's yeah, a great worth game. Worth your time. Yep. And it's not, it's not too long. If you really nail down the story, I think you're talking maybe 15 hours, 12, 15 mm-hmm. hours, somewhere around there. It's not the longest of games. I would highly recommend that you go and try it. During the year we got Monster Hunter Rise, one that I would have played on the Switch. It came to Game Pass, and again, everybody else seemed to get into it again. So, mm-hmm. yeah, poured a lot of hours into that. Yep. Gave it a try. Not for me, unfortunately. Not my style of game. Sit, you give it a try, it either works or it doesn't. It's Exactly. Arcade Paradise. Uh, Don't know if you got round to that one. No, but I believe I, I have achievements for Arcade Paradise because it turned out... You must have tried it at some stage. Well, no, it wasn't me. My cousins worked out they knew my login for Xbox from being on my console and logged into my father's TV, uh, which has access to xCloud. And they were playing it because they'd managed to link up a controller. So I have a couple of achievements for it. Always meant to get around to trying it, but I haven't. But I'm going to take the win that I have tried it with the achievements on my account. That Xbox ecosystem. Magical. Absolutely crazy. Play anywhere. Yeah, uh, you start off, you inherit this fucking laundromat, this shithole. You're kind of sickened about it, this dead-end job. You have to wash clothes, stick them in the dryer, wait for them to dry, fold them monotonous wank day in day out but you notice in the back room there's arcade units mm-hmm. and people are going in and using the arcade units and they actually start making more money than the laundromat does right okay so you buy more arcade units start making more money it's just business management sim right okay you ask your dad that owns the laundromat can we expand this arcade thing it's kind of making money and he just shoots down the idea altogether but your sister gets in touch and mentions there's certain sneaky things you can do to expand the store without him finding out they just run with it and eventually you have an arcade empire so i I, I did have it downloaded and i probably still do on the pc i will get around to it at some point there's a podcast tcgs i'd listen to on the regular and one of them just fucking adored this game banged on about it and again it's on Game Pass. Give it a go. I think it got included in one of the Humble bundles as well, so I have it for PC. Right. Okay. And yeah, it's one of those ones. Sit down. If you only have half an hour of an evening, mm. do a couple of days in the game because you can play all the arcade units as well. Right. So, I think that's what I've seen uh, when I've seen anything of the game. It's kind of been that side of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you know what? There's all, I'll always find time at some point to play something new, so mm. I'll add it to the list. So I'll run through a few others. If any of them grab your ear, shout. If not, okay. we'll get around to yours. Cool. So Sea of Stars, which I reviewed mm-hmm. and started replaying because of Game Pass. Lovely, lovely. <laughs> Celeste, Age of Empires 4, Story of Seasons, and Ravenlock. Never tried Ravenlock. That was another one that I remember seeing that interested me. Uh, I believe that's another shorter one. Studio that did it did a game Echo Generation. It's been removed yes. from Game Pass, but it was kind of like a modern voxel version of Earthbound, this turn-based mm-hmm. RPG. But it just mm. phenomenal. The writing was so unique, and the setting, and I just went in expecting nothing, and ended mm-hmm. up adoring it. It was one of the the game of the years for me. So, what about you? Highlights of the year? So. 
for the year, I mean, pro- probably the two that we have already discussed, Hi-Fi and Atomic Heart, would mm-hmm. be. Uh, I was massively waiting on Forza. Of course. Which, as I said, unfortunately, the PC port does have some issues. You That's prick. not to take away. back and give that nine. Well, I will, once it's patched. <laughs> uh, don't get me wrong, when the game works, the driving is as good as Forza has ever felt. I mean, mm-hmm. within a week, I'd put in 30-odd hours, and it's like, that's a lot for me. When you're running a job, you get two children, everything else that goes on in a life, 30 hours in a week is a sign that I'm enjoying the game. It was just the issues that were coming with the game that, unfortunately, I had to score it down on. Well, but you have time, to run with it. No point dancing around it. Yeah, and it's one of those ones where I think the longer the game goes on, it does probably need some more tracks, mm. but when that game works and you know speaking playing on pc when the game runs at its best it's it can be glorious to behold Mm -hmm. the races at night and the kind of thunderstorms between the lighting that's on offer and also the weather effects which i think is something that they've maybe uh, worked on with playground games because obviously forza the last couple of games have featured some extreme kind of like snow and rain and then there was like dust clouds and Horizon 5, there's definitely elements of that that they've pulled through. The, there's a track that was featured quite heavily. It's called Maple Leaf, uh, which was in most of the trailers. And it is absolutely amazing to blast through with everything whacked up to max in the middle of the night. <laughs> you can barely see your car at times. And that is when the game sings. Uh, it's just... And it, as I said, from the... The short experience that I had when I used xCloud to play it, yeah. so it's obviously running on Xbox series console servers, the game was a lot more solid. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't getting a lot of the issues because all the issues that I was getting were stemmed from the options that PC players had. So if you have access to it on an Xbox series console, please jump in. It's not going to be that type of game like Horizon where it's, I'll put this on for 10 minutes and do three races unlock 15,000 cars. Drive through a load of trees. Yeah, this is very much about learning a track, getting mm. quicker at a track, uh, realising it's going to be raining, adjusting your fuel, you know, kind of making all these little, small kind of changes that are going to improve your track time. Mm. Uh, but there is a fantastic racing game. That's uh, a shame, especially when you have the PC that can do all the, the bells and whistles that just won't well, play ball yeah, with you. Yeah, it's it was frustrating. I think that was the sign. There's been other games where I've had issues before and I've went, well, fuck this. I'm done. <laughs> you know, uh, Golem. Fucking Golem. That game haunts my dreams still. Try to do a review for that and the issues that I had and I was so done with it. Yeah. But Forza, I wanted it to work so bad. And I, and I have now, as I said, I have now done a lot of races uh, and people will s- probably spend the next three years playing that game mm. and I would love to have a wee look at the future and see what it's going to be by the time it finishes up there's your sim titles once you find one that clicks that's kind of your your one and done big style big style mm. but I, I, as i said on the kind of lighter side i'd like to see more tracks there's plenty of cars but i think maybe some more modern cars might be a good thing there's a lot of cars that we've seen in previous forza games and it's been ages since we've had a a forza uh, motorsport game mm-hmm. they can maybe do with just freshening that up a little bit yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, if they keep plugging content into it, people will continue to play it. Well, hopefully, uh, I have seen updates coming out for the PC as well. So hopefully, yes, eventually yes. it 
does resolve the issues. I think they will. I think they will. I've I've got I've got a uh, trust in turn ten. They you know the, mm-hmm. the work that they've done before has been outstanding. I think it's. I've said this before with a few games when it comes to PC. It's great that Xbox support console and PC most often day one both titles. Yeah. But see if something's running well for one but not the other. Just delay it. <laughs> just just tell us it's not ready rather yeah. than releasing it with issues. So yeah. Uh, what about yourself? Well, I have a few ones listed. These are ones that either started and fell off okay. or just... I- I'd like to get around to it if I <clears throat> quit work tomorrow and just sat about playing games all day. <laughs> uh, Benedict Fox, Valheim, Chicory, Cassette Beasts. There are... I'd love to get a session of Quake 2. It's just getting a group of people for that. Yeah. The Bookwalker, Everspace 2, Venba, Vuga 2, Pyrowash Simulator, The Wandering Village, Bramble, Gree, Humankind's the fucking two Nino Kuni games were added. I'd love to replay those. <laughs> and... Exoprimal, because the people that have played it have said fantastic things about it, and I'd like to see what's going on there. I gave it a try. What do you think? Uh, It's not the type of game that I'm going to main, Mm -hmm. but again, as you said, see if you could get a couple of friends online, Friday night, a couple of beers. The Monster Hunter guys, I wonder if they'd jump over to something like that. There was definitely... The the one thing that I took away, and it was was strange, was looking at some of the kind of the suits that they've got in the game, mm-hmm. it really reminded me of Anthem. A lot of them. Oh, yeah. That kind of style, the, of the just the, the style of the suits. But I'll be, I'll be fair, it was wild, crazy fun. <laughs> it just kind of wasn't something I was going to sit and play myself. Yeah. But, as you said, with a group of friends, I imagine there's a good bit of fun to be had there. Because it's just that you, you could always play it with randoms, but I don't see the point. Yeah. Uh, I think you would get very frustrated uh, with randoms if it wasn't going the way that you wanted it to better to stick with your kind of closer yeah. group of friends with that and then there was Wild Hearts by EA as well a kind of similar of ilk but yeah you just don't have time to pour it. into them all that's the thing as you touched on Punk you know we, we, we have jobs we're not mm. professionals we're not people that just do games and that all the time there is literally no way to be able to play everything that's coming out just now between Game Pass between new releases and there's just too many games you do need to pick and choose those battles wisely so even now with the end of the year coming up possible game of the year talk happening like you just want to get Oof. those hits of the year out of the way yeah and then it becomes almost like a task oh god I and there's always I remember years ago writing up a, a, a game of the year for another website that I used to write for mm-hmm. and I actually had to disclaimer it and I said, look, I'm really sorry if your game hasn't been nominated. It may just be a case that we haven't played it. I was compared to like books. Do you know how many fucking good novels come out in a year? And mm-hmm. huh, what do you mean you haven't read them all? So, uh, mm-hmm. It's impossible. Nah, so you've got to do what you've got to do. Yeah. So to wrap up, uh, I'll touch on what I've been playing. I recently finished Lies of P. Yes. I made a start on it, which is not like me for souls like. <laughs> and how are you finding it to begin with? Uh, tough. <laughs> yeah, it, it is definitely tough. Couchy's trying to get good and get good quick. For uh, anybody that's starting off very early in the game, you come across your first merchant that's in a mm-hmm. house near a lift. You'll know it when okay. you come across it. Right. That whore sells an electric stick. 
Okay. Electricity hurts puppets. You also face human enemies. Electricity's not as great against them. Mm-hmm. Get that electric stick. I nearly used it for the first half of the game until I unlocked a boss weapon. It is so handy. Punk's tips. <laughs> Punk's tips. I like it. Uh, I, yeah, definitely will go back to it. I'm just not sure when. The only thing that put me off, and I recently found out the last act, the bosses get quite cheap. I'm not normally somebody that gets frustrated at boss mm-hmm. battles because that's. I grew up Mega Man. I love boss battles. <laughs> but they yes. got so cheap. And I thought I was mm-hmm. doing something wrong. And I hate checking guides to see how you're getting on. But I caved and checked a guide or tips on how to handle a certain boss. And the only advice people had was go to the shop, stock up and throw up items. Stand at the other side of the room and just throw things at them until they die. Like, mm-hmm. No, I I want to play this properly. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair enough. And, especially when you're that deep. Yeah, um, it's that's you've got that far. You're you consider yourself good at a game, so just mm-hmm. do it the right way. But I also did the optional boss, and that just fucking soured me altogether. I didn't realize it was an optional oh, boss. Right, okay, and that was that was headbutt in the wall. Except- a step too far. Fucking hell, I thought I was good at games. My aged thumbs just weren't up to it. <laughs> and of course, Starfield. Game of the year. Yes. Do you know what? Like, I was never I was never the most excited about Starfield, mm-hmm. but the more and more I saw of it, I was getting that, you know, as our good friend Donnie would say, I was getting that FOMO. Prick. Where I was like, I need, <laughs> I need to be on it. Mm-hmm. And I got the early access played through Game Pass and I was loving my time with it and then I just I kind of hit a wall about 20 odd 25 odd hours in and I was like I will come back to this (laughs) but I need a wee break I think it was because I knew I had other games coming up to review as well Uh, but I know you put in a fair amount of hours oh yeah well I I got all the achievements on it It, not something I go out of my way to do yeah I've heard you say that and I think 130 hours Oh man, that's... But I, I'd be the first to hold my hand up Bethesda title. I knew before I was going in, I got the collector's edition. That's yes. why I haven't reviewed it for the site, because I know I'd love it, and it's biased. <laughs> well, fair play to you. Uh, I, I, I think there's been so much said about it, a game, and if I'm being honest, even with my green-tinted glasses on, mm. I do think a lot of it's unfair. Uh, I think there's... It's it's the most polished Bethesda kind of game that I've ever played. I've not experienced any issues, and this is playing on PC, mm-hmm. which again was maybe a couple of patches short, I think. Yeah. Uh, at release, I've still not had any game breaking. I've had one quest, a side quest, not even a main quest. One side quest which failed to spawn correctly. <laughs> that's it, and I'm like, that's nothing. I think the worst thing I had, and I thought it was a bug. But it turned out not to be a bug. It just turns out <laughs> I'm a, a bad player. I went to the city of Aquila, the one that's like all cowboys. It has your mm-hmm. rangers. Yep. And I landed at it, walked mm-hmm. into town, and everybody started running away from me, screaming, and started shooting me. And my <laughs> companions left. Like, they hated me. The, the little screen came up going, yeah. such and such thinks you're a cunt. I said, oh, what the fuck did I do? So I reloaded going, fuck, that was odd. Uh-huh. So reloaded it, went back down. Same thing happened. So fuck, loaded up an earlier save. Did the last couple of steps, thinking that 
something's gone wrong here somewhere. Uh-huh. Went back, same thing happened again. I was like, fuck, I, I might have to start this game again. I don't know what's oh. happened here. So I started again, ran into town and talked to one of the guards before they opened fire. And they said, uh-huh. here you sunshine, you're going to jail. I was like, fair enough, I'll pay the fine. Take me to jail. Uh-huh. So I got out of jail and they mentioned it was for my contraband. I was like, I didn't have any contraband because you can find items that are marked yellow yeah. and sell for a fortune. So I didn't pick up any contraband. So you can go over to safes in the prison and anything you've stolen are in these safes. And I had stolen, or I didn't realize I'd stolen, I found a wooden duck in <laughs> one of the labs on one of the planets. And I was like, oh, that wooden duck looks class. I'm going to put that in my ship. Oh, and I did, no. you know the way you can hold down a button and it makes the item hover? Yes. So I did that, picked it up, brought it back to my ship, put it like in front of, not the steering wheel, <laughs> but the joystick, whatever you use in a spaceship. So oh. every time you took off or went anywhere, the wooden duck would be in the cutscene. Oh, that's brilliant. I, was like, I murdered 50 people to protect this duck. <laughs> and I'd do it again. So I stole it back and brought it back to the ship. Brilliant. But it, it is, it was the wee things like that in the game that really, like, really kind of made me go, wow, some of the thought that's went into this is incredible. Yeah. I had my own kind of issues. There were certain things that I thought maybe were a wee bit dated in places, but that wasn't to take anything away from some of the amazing things that they did do. And the gunplay was fantastic. Oh, it's come like, along leaps and bounds. I thought Fallout 4 was a big step up compared to their earlier efforts. Uh-huh. But Starfield's above and beyond, especially if you treat yourself to some zero-G environments. Yeah. Do, do you think that was the, the influence from ID Software? I'd like to think so. I mean, they're in-house. Why wouldn't you use them? Uh, I remember when they kind of made news uh, about that, that, you know, they might be helping them out. And the difference even from the one of the first trailers that we saw yeah. to the, the big showcase... I thought, wow, that looks so much more involved and so much more meaty. Even when you go back to the likes of Fallout 3, Uh it is just Morrowind with guns. Somebody's definitely polished it a lot. As I said, I will get back to it. I probably won't spend 100 hours on it. That's unfortunately not my style of gaming, but... I have to. You do your vanilla run, then you get it up on the PC and get the mods going. Well, no comment. Uh, no Did comment that if that's going to happen. Mandalorian suit. Oh, I did see the Star Wars mod <laughs> uh, with the Stormtroopers and the Mandalorian. That does look particularly special. No, as I said, I've got a couple more things lined up for the rest of the year, but Starfield will, depending on what starts releasing next year, uh, probably be over Christmas or the start of next year. I'll go back and finish it off. I can see us falling out about this. I know. So, anything you wanted to talk about before we wrapped up? I'm trying to think of what else I've kind of got coming up. Oh, well, funnily enough, like, although we're not going to mention anything, uh, one of my kind of games of the year that I really, really enjoyed is coming to Game Pass on the 26th of October, Mm -hmm. and that is Dead Space Remake. I loved it at the time. I was kind of day one, uh, and it is a hell of an upgrade over the original. If you played the original, I would say replay this. Yeah, I was going to ask. If you haven't. Because even... Resident Evil 4 would be a similar situation. Even if you've played the original, it's worth playing again. Yeah, or big style. For, for the upgrades in this, 
I thought this was a more impressive at times remake than Resident Evil 4. Mm-hmm. But I think Resident Evil 4 was maybe a better game overall. This There was just certain things that they've done. Some of the graphics that they've put into this is phenomenal. So, yeah, that would probably be my, like, I, I don't know if I've got space to jump in and do it again. As I said, I've got a couple of reviews. Uh, About hoping to, even that you've got that urge to go back in and play it again so soon after you've already done it. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've, I absolutely blitzed through Dead Space uh, when it came out at the time. So that would be my recommendation. Pick a scary game over Halloween. If you've got Game Pass, get on Dead Space. If you don't, uh, hopefully you'll join me. I'm looking forward to Alan Wake 2. I think it could be a closet Game of the Year contender, mm. even with everything that's come out. I'm extremely excited about it, but that's how I'll be spending my next few weeks. It's be on the fence. I enjoyed the original Alan Wake. It's just <laughs> I didn't I didn't click with control. Really? Yeah. What What about going even further back then? Did you ever play Quantum Break? Oh, I Another, did. Yeah, I enjoyed that. It was hammy fun, but. I'm I'm a huge Remedy fan, so no, I'm looking forward to that, and that'll probably take me through for the next wee while until I get right back to Starfield Punk and finish that off. Of course, yes, three playthroughs. Yes, yes, of course. Uh, Brilliant. Anything else from yourself? No, I think that's about it. I didn't want to ramble on too long, test people's patience. No, of course, we could never do such a thing. No, not at all. So yeah, hopefully we'll be getting this done at least once a month. Certainly will. Hopefully work on a tighter structure. Yes. We'll, we'll develop as we go, just as Game Pass did. We'll have to. We'll live. We'll learn. That's another show. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you so much for your time. I don't have a sign-off for this, so, you know, pull something out of your arse here. Pull something out of my arse? Yeah. Uh, Fucking carried you, you all evening. What the fuck do you want? Yeah, fair enough. Which, again, is another show. Yes, that you should listen to. <laughs> hey, yeah, I, 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 you've caught me off guard there, punk. I Good. apologise. I wanted to get you off balance. <laughs> brilliant mate thank you so much for your time no pure dead coachy thank you for joining me (laughs) and thank you for listening we'll be back to fill your ears in another month's time but until then you can check out the main show every Thursday or you can take in some of our delightful reviews we're also fantastic in the written form you can find us over at puredeadgaming.com until next time good luck Do things really ever end on Xbox, or do they just wait for you to quick resume? That was fucking awful. Just a bit. Wank.